Okay, y'all, it's official. Your favorite internet whore has a podcast. Yes, it's Emma Claire, and I am bringing you the Spicy Accountant Podcast. If you have seen me on social media, you will also know me as Midwest Emma, and I am an adult content creator. You will see my content on OnlyFans, Pocket Stars, and Snapchat. So welcome to my podcast. This is kind of going to be my own little virtual diary of my experiences and stories as a sex worker. Being a sex worker is oftentimes lonely, isolating, and being able to express and share my stories on the internet might be kind of like therapy for me. I don't know, maybe it's healthy, maybe it's not, maybe I should see an actual therapist, but we're gonna start with this. So I hope you guys enjoy my stories. I hope you enjoy getting to know me, and let's start with episode one. I was kind of debating what to do for episode one, and I felt like an introductory episode was much needed because a lot of you probably have no clue who the fuck I am because I barely have 20,000 followers on Twitter, so hi, I am Emma Claire. I am a top 0.01% OnlyFans creator. I have been on OnlyFans for about 14 months now. And you might have found me on YouTube. You might have found me on TikTok. You might have found me on Instagram. You might have found me on Twitter. I don't know where you found me from. But thank you for joining. I hope this video, I mean podcast, (laughs) doesn't bore you to death. Because this is my very first time ever making a podcast I have started to record this about 10 times, but I keep deleting it because I freaking hate the sound of my own voice, but I'm going to try to push through it, move past it, and try to complete at least one episode so I can say I completed my first rodeo. So to begin, I think we kind of need to start at the beginning of my journey as a spicy accountant. Let's rewind back to June of 2020. In June of 2020, I barely even knew what OnlyFans was besides what I was seeing on Instagram and Twitter. So I did a little bit of research on YouTube and that's where I found Lana The Plug's YouTube videos. If you know Lana The Plug, she is a YouTuber. She's an adult content creator. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter. You should find her because she is smoking hot. She has amazing content. Anywho, I watched her video It was amazing. She talked about how to make money, how much money you could possibly make, and I was obsessed. So I started watching literally every single video on YouTube about OnlyFans. And just remember, June of 2020 was right at the beginning of COVID and almost every influencer was hopping on the OnlyFans train. They were wanting to create content to see how much money they could make in a week so they could make a catchy YouTube video. And I was addicted. I was addicted to watching those videos. I was addicted to hearing their stories. And I was addicted to learning how much money these girls were making. So I thought, hey, I could do this. I can make this money. I can make an OnlyFans account. So I did. June 20th of 2020, I was approved by OnlyFans and I started my account. Did I make a million dollars in my first week like a lot of these influencers? No, but I continued on. I have continued for 14 months now, and I will say being on OnlyFans was one of the best decisions I have ever made in my life. And here I am making this podcast, sharing my experiences. So what better way to reminisce on the beginning of my sex work, my spicy accountant journey, 
than to talk about something I get asked all the time about. I get asked, I think daily, maybe even more, maybe even several times a day, people will slide in my DMs asking, what is the craziest custom request you've ever gotten? I don't know why people wanna hear what the craziest custom request I've ever gotten is. Maybe because they wanna know what kind of freaky shit I do on the internet, or maybe they're just curious what other people are into, what other freaky people are into seeing. That's the beauty of OnlyFans. Creators are able to make custom content so that way if you are unable to find something on the internet that you want to see, you can commission an OnlyFans creator into creating that content with their consent, of course. And boom, custom porn has been created. So let's talk about the first custom I ever did. Let me take you back to July of 2020. I am only one month into OnlyFans. I am a baby sex worker. In fact, I'm a fetus sex worker. I didn't even consider myself a sex worker because I was doing nod nude content. That's right, Emma Claire was not explicit in the beginning of her journey. For my first month, I was doing lingerie and implied nude. So I was covering up my nipples and the money makers for my content and then I was selling other more risky stuff for customs and then I got my very first ever custom video request. This man messaged me and said, hey Emma, I think you're really beautiful. I love your thick cowgirl booty and I'm trying to see your butthole wink. Um, yeah, my jaw kind of hit the floor because number one, baby sex worker Emma had no clue what butthole winking was. And number two, I was not prepared to show my butthole for the entire internet to see. Okay, maybe not the entire internet because I was selling this one video to one person, but I was so nervous. This man then offers me basically to pay my entire month's rent for this one five minute video. Obviously your girl didn't pass it up and I set up my tripod and I was prepared to record this butthole winking video. Yes, my very first ever custom was not just a cute little strip tease. It was no tiptoeing through my journey into sex work. It was a full on butt cheek spread right up in the camera, face down, ass up, asshole winking, five minute video. And guess what? I freaking killed that custom, okay? I shaved my butthole to perfection. That thing was smooth. And then I put a little bit of baby oil on there so it was shiny and glistening for its moment to shine on camera. And I worked my angles, okay? I did about five or six different camera angles. I got right up in that lens, spreading them cheeks, giving the show of a lifetime. I then pieced together that video, sent it out to him, and he loved it. He loved it so much, he ordered a second video. So, little old Midwest Emma was going from cute little lingerie photos on the farm to full-on butthole-winking entrepreneur who was making video after video for this one client. Now, like all good subscribers, they eventually come and go, and I was very sad to retire my career as a butthole winker, but do not fear, I still pull out the stops. Sometimes when I'm making videos nowadays, I do a cute little wink because I know all the boys love it, 
And that's how my journey into custom porn was started. It started with the innocent old butthole winking. And now, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say on a podcast what I do now. (laughs) And honestly, talking about having that first ever custom request and thinking back when I only had 22 subscribers makes me kind of get teary-eyed because now, 14 months later, I'm sitting with 22,000 amazing subscribers and I never imagined having a platform as large as I do. What started as a side hustle to earn money for rent has now turned into a full-on business. It is now my full-time job. I started an LLC, I have employees, the entire works of being a spicy accountant is now in my hands. And just to think, 14 months ago, I started from scratch, blows my freaking mind. Growing in this industry is not easy work, and it takes a long time, a long, 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 long time to get the hang of creating content, promoting your content, and gaining success and notoriety, notoriety on the platform. OnlyFans is so competitive nowadays, I feel like it's a constant uphill battle, but it is an amazing, beautiful journey that I would never take back in a million years. I am so proud of myself, of where I am now, and I am so excited to see where things go in the future because I finally feel like I have a job that matches my personality. I kind of enjoy business, advertising, and being an entrepreneur, but I also am a whore. I love having sex with people on camera because I feel like I'm able to show and display the beauty of intimacy and making amateur porn authentic. Okay, so I feel like I've been rambling and talking so much. Having a podcast is kind of exhausting because I haven't taken a single deep breath since I hit record. So now I'm going to cut away and do some Ask Emma questions. This is going to be a segment of all of my podcast episodes where I answer questions that I often get on social media in my DMs. So number one question is, what do you do when you run out of creativity or how do you find the creativity to create the content that you do? So I feel like this is a totally normal part of creating content, especially online content creation because there is such a huge pressure to be original, to be unique, and to constantly be doing new things. And the way that I'm finding inspiration or getting out of those creativity ruts is by building a community. So I follow a lot, a lot of sex workers on Reddit, Instagram, and Twitter, and I'm able to get inspiration from them. When I am down in the dumps and I have no clue what kind of photo shoot I wanna do next, I'm running out of angle ideas, I'm running out of poses, or I'm just feeling blah, I will follow some sexy girls on the internet and I will look at some of the poses they're doing and tweak it and twist it into working for my content. Gaining inspiration and being inspired by others helps me continue on when I am feeling blah. Creativity will not always be there, but perseverance and continuing on will be the most important thing when creating content. Consistency over quantity. You want to have quality content and you want to be consistent with your content rather than constantly be creating content that is underwhelming or boring or the same 
time after time. So basically, to gain my creativity, I rely on inspiration. So next question is, what is your favorite part about your job and do you love creating content with other people? So I'll start with number one, what is my favorite part of my job? My favorite part of my job is flexibility. I am able to work when it is convenient for myself. I own farm animals and I have a dog, so I'm able to spend time doing the things I love, but also putting time for my work when I make time for it. I am not set on a strict time schedule. I don't have to be sitting at a desk nine to five. I don't have to clock in or out. I just have a to-do list every day and I make sure I get it done when it fits into my schedule. So that's kind of the beauty of being an OnlyFans creator. It's kind of like being an entrepreneur or someone who works from home because I make my own schedule. The other thing that I was asked was about collaborations. And yes, I love collaborating with other creators because number one, a lot of the creators I hook up with are freaking hot. Number two, I love a fresh pair of eyes and making fresh content with someone new. And I think my next video, my next podcast is going to be about collaborating and kind of breaking it down because a lot of people are curious how my collabs work behind the scenes because the way they appear on camera obviously looks very um, amateur and spur of the moment, but there is in fact quite a bit of planning that goes into collabs. So I think I'll make an entire podcast about what it's like to collaborate and work with other creators. Next question is, how do you prepare for anal and how do you get so good at it? Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. So I didn't think I would ever be answering something like this on a podcast and it's kind of cringy, but I feel like somebody has to let you know. Okay. I am going to be your mother figure in this and I'm going to break it down to you. Okay. So get out your pen and paper, bitches. This is how you do anal. Um, Step one, preparation, because nobody wants to uh, shit on a dick. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it, but I got to break down the prep for you. Before you can finesse anal, you need to prep for it. So number one, um, don't do those crash diets people are doing for porn scenes. Don't drink just water and gummy bears all day. No, you can eat normal food. You can continue life as usual, but this is what you're going to do, okay? You're going to go to the store and you're going to pick up, I can't even think of the name of the pill, but it's an anti-diarrhea pill. There's a million different brands, buy the off-brand, whatever. What you're going to do the morning that you're going to have anal, you're going to take that pill and it's going to stop your system. I mean, it's not going to constipate you, but it's definitely going to like slow the roll, slow the motion of the ocean, whatever. Take that pill and then go about your day as usual. And then what you're going to do right before you either film or right before you get it on with your man or your girl, what you're going to do is prep yourself in the bathroom. You're going to go on the internet, buy a douche. Yes, not for your vagina, for your butthole, because your vagina does not need that. Please don't use it in your vagina. PSA. Okay, so you're going to clean out your booty in the shower. It's going to be squeaky clean. Everything is perfect. You are officially prepped. So you're going to take the pill, then you're going to clean right before. Then the next step of prep is important. What you're going to do is buy anal ease. It's literally a tube called anal ease. 
It is a not quite a numbing cream because you don't want a numbing cream on your butthole because when somebody tries to put a dick in your butthole, that numbing cream is going to make their dick go soft. You don't want a numbing cream. So the Anal Ease is kind of the vanilla tamer version of those numbing creams. You're going to rub it all around your b-hole, in your butthole, whatever you want. That is the prep. Then when it comes to actually mastering the art of anal, the only way you're going to get good at it is taking it slow. You cannot expect to go from zero to 100 with anal, okay? I mean, you can, but you're going to be gritting your teeth. You're not going to have a great time, or at least I wouldn't. So what you're going to do is go slow, okay? You don't need to bang it out, go hardcore, pedal to the metal your first time. Start slow in the bedroom. Maybe just try a little butt plug action while you're having sex. A little DP, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's hot. It's introducing your body to the idea of it. It's getting you comfortable. It's helping your partner get to know your body. It's helping you to get to know your body. Butt plugs, they are key. You can buy tiny, tiny butt plugs and work your way up to larger ones. And then once you kind of master the art of the butt plug, then you can kind of move on to some other toys, maybe a finger, you know, small, start small. You can't expect to be a professional in one day, okay? Those porn stars that are out there taking three dicks in their ass at once did not do that overnight. They are trained professionals, okay? So do not think that you are gonna come fresh out of the shower, prepped and ready to take three dicks in your ass. You need to prep over a long period of time. So butt plugs, toys, then you're ready to gobble up that dick. Be an anal queen. Yes, I just shared my tips and tricks. I'm sure there's a lot more, but (laughs) that's what's worked for me. And number one thing about anal is it's always better by yourself. So if you're really uncomfortable or you're trying to get better, do it alone. There's no pressure. There's no awkwardness. You're going to be able to get comfortable with yourself before you're getting comfortable with somebody else. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) I think that's enough questions today. I feel like that was a good introduction to my podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed episode one. I hope you'll be back for some more. Thank you for listening to the Spicy Accountant Podcast. Have a good one.